Welcome to the Spreading Success Podcast, bringing you the best habits, routines, and strategies from the most elite entrepreneurs in the game to help you find your path to success. Now, let's get right into the show. Welcome back to the Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv, and I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Joshua Matthews. Josh, how are you doing, man? Doing great. How about yourself? Doing great, man. I've really been crushing these podcasts, recording so many of them, but I'm really looking forward to diving into your story, man. Oh, I'm excited. So for the listeners that are not really familiar with what you do, can you give them like a 60-second snapshot of what you do and what you're currently up to right now? Yeah, definitely. So currently, uh, me and my business partner, we are running a digital marketing agency. Uh, We specialize in lead generation for chiropractors. Uh, We have chiropractic clients here where I'm from, Indianapolis, and and different states across the country. Um, and then we also uh, have a podcast called Mind Flux, uh, where we just basically help uh, millennials and help them on their journey of change and, and, and opening up their mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been checking out your podcast. I mean, when I first saw the name, it's just kind of like, it sounded pretty creative to me. I was like, damn, like I would have never thought of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really like what you're doing. And we'll obviously dive deeper into each of those aspects shortly. But I want to quickly transition into your early life, your upbringing. Were you always an entrepreneur or did you always have that entrepreneurial mindset in middle school and high school and college, obviously, or if you even went and things like that? Kind of walk us through that time period for you. Yeah, definitely. So in terms of was I always an entrepreneur, I would say no, but I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur growing up. Um, so it's funny because I always said I wanted to be one, but I never really knew what it meant to be an entrepreneur. I just knew for me growing up, um, I wanted more control in my life. And I think, cause I did, I didn't have much control when it came to like my situation, uh, growing up. So I just always said an entrepreneur cause I knew like, if you own your own business, you, you know, could do what you want, like on your own terms. Uh, but it wasn't until I got, you know, after college where I first got introduced to entrepreneurship at 19. Mm-hmm. So, and so throughout those kinds of periods of your, of your life obviously did you how are your grades like how are your grades looking how were you focused in school were you doing other things on the side like how is that going for you yeah so I would say elementary school I had good grades uh most definitely uh my first year of uh middle school actually I almost failed out my grandpa had to come up to the school (laughs) and talk to all my teachers and whatnot but after that the last couple years of middle school I got like high honor roll but then I got to high school, <laughs> a whole different story. Um, I had decent grades. I had very, very average grades. Like, I barely made it. So, like, the passing grade. So, I played baseball growing up. So, like, I want to obviously be able to stay on the baseball team in high school. And so, I literally, the grade point average is 2.0. I always ended up with, like, a, a 2-1, a 2-2, like, barely making it. And what's funny is my junior year, um, I actually didn't know if I was eligible to play it, it wasn't until the day of the first game of the season where I found out if I was eligible or not. So I didn't know if I would be kicked off the team or not. So my grades are pretty subpar, never really tried in school, mm-hmm. especially when it came to high school. I just got by. Mm-hmm. And in high school or college, were you working on any side hustles or was it really until college where you started working on your agency and podcasting and really having that entrepreneurial mindset? Yeah. So in high school, I, I really didn't have any side hustles. I did do some things uh, towards in high school where I'm not too proud to say I did, but I did it for like a couple months. <laughs> yeah, some high school things. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, 
but it wasn't until literally like the summer, like the month after graduating high school where I actually got involved with entrepreneurship. So I started out with, with network marketing. I didn't start out with an agency. My agency didn't come about until like a two and a half, three, almost three years ago. Um, but I did network marketing. That's how I got my start into business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And obviously you're doing a lot of big things with the digital advertising, your digital agency and kind of in college, you were a little bit into entrepreneurship, but like you said, it wasn't until after that you really got started. So how did you go from all the network marketing to starting digital advertising? And how did you know that you really wanted to go all out on, on that business model? Yeah. So, um, like I said, when I started with network marketing, like that completely changed my life. Like I, I love the industry. Like I, that's, that's one of the only places you can go where you're just around a bunch of positive people. That's just always just on that higher level thinking mindset. But it got to a point where, you know, I started falling back a little bit because I, I wanted to do my own thing. Like that's cool and all, but I, I wanted to be dependent on myself and not other people. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I kind of just uh, fell back and started going on a search for, you know, something new. And I did know that, you know, social media was like that next, well, it was the thing, but it's definitely a trend that was going to continue to go up. So I definitely wanted to find something in, in the social media space, the digital marketing space where I can like really build a business or, or just do something and by using those plat the platforms out there. And so I just kept, you know, searching, searching. And then that's when I came across Ty Lopez. And once I came across him, I started looking at his stuff, looking at his stuff, um, consuming his content literally all day, every day. And he started dropping hints that he was going to drop a social media marketing course. So once I heard that, I was like, cause I was searching for it. I was like, damn, like this is what I've been looking for the whole time. So literally he dropped the course that same week, um, bought the course, uh, went to my business partner. Now we were running roommates freshman year of college, uh, roommates all through college too. And I was like, I got this thing. I found what I was looking for in terms of business. Um, do you want to do it with me? And from there, we literally bought the program, got our first client the next month after. And since then, been building it ever since. Yeah, I mean, half the people that I've interviewed so far, I only have like 10 episodes. Half of those people have either seen a Ty Lopez ad or they knew Ty Lopez. And man, like it's just changing the game for all the entrepreneurs. It's crazy the, the amount of impact that he's actually had. Um, so... <laughs> Man, honestly, he's been doing some crazy things recently. And I, I've actually kind of checked out his, his social media marketing course. That's something that I actually want to get into very shortly. So we'll definitely be talking about some, some value in that aspect. But as an entrepreneur right out of college, the way that your community as a whole responds to that is never easy. And just the way your parents and the community react, they you seem when you come out of college and you're not working a nine to five, it does not look good on you. It looks like you're a bum, a low life who's just couldn't get a job. So they decided to call themselves an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So in your specific situation, how are your parents responding? How is the community and how are your friends really responding to when you told them, man, I really want to go all in on this digital advertising agency. Yeah, definitely. So let me rewind like a before. So actually I dropped out of college my junior year mm -hmm. of college. So, um, you know, the feedback that I got from that, so I started that early. I got I, I got it earlier. Uh, the feedback from that, of course, you know, not understanding, like, what are you doing? Like, all these other things. But honestly, I am kind of lucky where, you know, 
that when I did show my passion for what I was doing, when I expressed it and I was like actually showing my family that I was actually like working, um, they kind of like fell back a little bit and they, and like they understood. Um, and I, and I definitely think it's like a whole nother situation too, when people do do that and they're not really like putting in the work mm -hmm. and, and that's why their, their, their family doesn't support so much. But of course my, so I live with my grandfather. Um, and I have my whole life and he pretty much, he still doesn't understand what I do. He always mentions, Oh, you should get a job. You should yeah. do this. You should do that. But I'm just like, no, like, that's not the path. Like I, I'm, I'm building something that's going to be huge mm -hmm. and you've got to trust. And I hope that you'll be able to see it once, once it's, you know, mm -hmm. built. And I know you talked about how your business partner was actually your roommate in college and kind of having that close relationship with someone who shared the same vision with you is definitely important. But as I'm starting to figure out, and as you 100% already know, the people in college are not going to support you. And, even though they might say that they're your friends, I have friends that kind of make fun of me all the time for what I'm doing. They're like, bro, what are you doing? So was there ever a time, and this is something that I'm obviously learning right now, but was there ever a time where you had to kind of cut people out because they didn't fit with your vision, even though, man, they're great people, but you know, they don't support me in what I'm trying to do. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, quite often. So especially like when I first started on my journey, like I had super close friends who I grew up playing baseball with and stuff. And like, they were just like being haters and, and just saying like negative things. So I just had to like cut that relationship off. like keep it very brief with them and, mm -hmm. and, and not really hang around them anymore. And also like now, because I'm, I'm very, I don't hang out with like a lot of people because you know, who you do hang out with really does uh, affect you. Mm -hmm. And so like ever since my sophomore year of college or so, like I, I literally hang out with like the same couple people and like, that's my circle. Mm -hmm. And I have very limited time with other people because they don't have the same belief systems as me They don't, you know, see themselves at a higher level. And I don't really want to you know. They're still my friends. Yeah. You know, some people are still my friends, but if they're not thinking the same as me or they're not on the same mission, it's not doing me justice to put myself in that environment with those people. Yeah. For me, definitely. That's 100% true because all my friends don't really share the same vision. And this is the, the thing I like to talk about, which is kind of virtual friends versus physical friends. And this is one of the reasons why I started a podcast to, to kind of network and create friendships and relationships with people that are on the same wavelength as me. They're doing productive things to get ahead with their life. But the problem that I, I slowly began to realize is that I didn't have physical friends. And mm -hmm. even though some people don't share the same vision as me, having those physical friends is definitely important that obviously builds things like, you know, personal connection that you can't really build over, over a screen. So that's something that you have to keep in real, you have to keep in, in your mind when you're thinking about, should I cut this person off? Cause you have to realize that of course, having people that are on the same wavelength as you is great, but you also have to have that kind of physical connection with people, even though it's not a hundred percent exactly what matches with you. Exactly. And, and one thing too, with that, with those friends who just kind of like hate on you, you know, especially like when you're first starting out and yeah. all those things, those people eventually come back around, especially oh, yeah. after you graduate college. And they're like, like, fuck, like, I'm trying to figure it out yeah. and come to you. They're going to like, literally, they're going to come to you for advice. Because <laughs> it's, it's funny to see because I have friends that now that reach back out to me. They seen what I was on back then, but they wasn't messing with it. But yeah. now what I'm on and then they're like, yo, like, 
can you guide me? Like, can you, can you help me out? And it's just like, so it's, it's funny how everything comes back around. Exactly, man. And we're going to drop so much value that you should tell them to just check out this podcast. But I want to start talking about the actual business, get into the core value of this podcast. So how, how does the whole entrepreneurship thing charging by results, how does that really impact your sales? Because some people, obviously, if you're doing a service business, not a lot of people charge by results. So how has that kind of impacted your, your revenue and your, the business model as a whole? Yeah, so um, we actually, so with our agency, the first couple of years, we were charging, doing by retainer. We was also working with a bunch of different clients. We were doing a bunch of different services that literally, that honestly just didn't, you know, add that financial gain. Because, like, you can post and everything all you want, but, like, if you're not bringing money in, then it's like, those things are important, but we're trying to make an impact right away. And it wasn't until six months ago where we decided to change to that performance-based model after, uh, uh, talking to one of our mentors, his name is Jaden. He's actually top, one of the top officials, like top students in the program. Um, Cause he, he just like kind of just like, let us know, like you'll make w- way bigger impact if you charge by the result, just do the ads, like get good at one thing. And honestly for us, it helped our business tremendously because just by being performance based, uh, we got our, our first chiropractic client and, and we did a free trial first. And then we told him about our performance based model and they loved it, and they were our first chiro client, so we were, like, learning everything, like, failing, like, and they were willing to let us do that, and now it's, like, it's it's paying off because now they have friends all across the country who are chiropractors, and that's, like, the main thing they get excited about is, dang, you guys are only going to get paid when you bring us results. Like, it just says a lot up front, and it also has us put, you know, our money where our mouth is and, and show that we can, that we're actually good at what we do. So it's honestly helped with our business because, like, it's a, it's more of an easy sale than saying two grand a month, three grand, etc. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I know you talked about how you guys you guys kind of do the whole digital services thing and try to get good at one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was checking your your website and kind of looking at what you guys do, and you guys have like it's all a real long click funnel of a lot of different services. So how do you manage all those different services? And do you have like a team or something that you use to kind of help you out with, with those kinds of services? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we, we have a team, we have a videographer, we have, you know, photographers who we can contact at any moment. Um, we actually just, uh, bring on like three people, uh, not, not paid, but you know, we're, we're in exchange. We're giving them access to all the courses we have because we have, crap ton of courses mm-hmm. and, and they want to be in the digital marketing field. Um, so like literally all those services, we don't do ourselves. Like if, if there's something on there that we're not the best at, which is like the main reason we got good at just one thing and everything else, we'll just arbitrage or outsource to get to somebody else. Cause they can do the work a lot better than we can. And that one thing that you really focused in on, how did you get good at it? What did you use? Did you, was it just practice? Was it YouTube videos? Was it a course? How did you get good at, at your whole, you know, lead generation kind of aspect? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, definitely like a lot of failing. I mean, we're still failing, like still trying to figure it out because um, it's always changing. Um, but yeah, just, just really doing it, trial and error, um, investing in a couple more courses that kind of like help helped us with that piece of things in terms of, uh, landing pages and click funnels and how to do certain ads. Uh, like I said, we're getting mentored by a guy now and he's helping us with our ads a lot. So it's really just 
learning on our own, but also seeking help when we need it in certain areas in the process until we figure it all the way out. And yeah, obviously, as you know, social media is popping right now and traditional forms of advertising are truly just getting demolished by Facebook ads and Instagram ads and things like that. So if I was an entrepreneur and I just graduated a similar situation to you and I wanted to start one of those digital agencies, give me an actionable step. What is the first step I should take if I want to start doing something like what you're doing? Man, definitely invest in the learning first, but also take action also. So, I mean, of course, you definitely want to take action like right away, but you need to get, just get that, get whatever specialized knowledge you need, get that knowledge and then literally just take action and, and figure it out along the way. Um, you're never going to be ready. You're never going to know all the answers. You just got to dive in and, and go. Mm-hmm. And once someone finally gets that skill, whether it be Facebook ads or whatever, they're like, all right, I got this. I studied, I got a course, I got a mentor. What is the first step that someone should take when they want to get their first couple of clients and really get their business up and going? I recommend, especially with no results, asking someone to do some type of free trial, do some type of work for free, show your value, because once you show your value, then, and, and, and then if you actually get, your, get the results while trying to show your value for free, you're going to have those clients for a long time. And then they're going to refer you to all their friends. Like referrals is like the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what kind of methods do you use for client outreach, whether that be cold calling, emailing, what's a traditional thing that, especially when someone's starting out that they should really take advantage of? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say going, going business to business is definitely a skill no matter since, because we have these phones, it's so easy to email. It's so easy to, social media. Um, even though it is so easy to do it that way, I still recommend going business to business and try to talk with the owner, uh, face to face cause you just can't beat face to face contact. Um, but definitely utilize Facebook messenger. That's actually how we got our first chiropractic client. I literally said, Hey, do you run Facebook ads? And now it turned into working with them and then referring us to their friends <laughs> in, in different States. Um, that th those two ways are, are the ways that's been most impactful to our business. And do you guys use things like Facebook groups as well, or is it just kind of like searching for people through different websites and finding them that way? Yeah, no, we actually never even uh, use Facebook groups. Didn't even think about that. Oh, so. well, there you go. <laughs> um, I've also heard different methods such as going on Groupon and looking about look uh, checking companies out that kind of don't have, like they don't know what they're doing. Their website is terrible they're, they're not driving enough traffic and kind of getting them through there. Because, you know, let's say I want to reach out to, let's say chiropractors, like, where am I going to find the listings that you can't just find them out of thin air. You got to go, whether that be Google or find a directory of a lot of different companies and then kind of work it from there. Yep. Yep. And never use that method either. <laughs> well, there you go, man. Yeah. I'm really giving everything because I'm really trying to do it myself. So that's why I've been investing in a lot of time and effort to, to do the research and to, to kind of work it out. Um, but I kind of want to transition into the podcast because podcasting is near and dear to my heart. It's something that I started a few months ago. And I think there are aspects of it that are a lot easier than people think and things that are a lot harder than people think. So how did you really get into the whole Mind Flux podcast? Yeah, so uh, the later part of 2018, it was just like a rough, like it was a rough end of the year. So like, let me just start out by saying like, in, in terms of business with our agency, 
like the first half of the year was like this, and then we got to the the third quarter, and it went, went all the way down, down like that. So like we were just like, dang, like what happened? And we were just and then that's when we uh, decided decided to change the structure of our agency. So we were pretty much starting from from zero again. And I was going through some things just mentally with myself, just like just feeling down. And then we finally just sat down, and it, it's it's always been like a it's been brought up in conversation and whatnot. Oh, let's start a podcast. But it was just like some random day where we just really decided to do it. And we really wanted to make an impact with people because we felt like with me and my business partner, our stories collectively together, like we have so much, so much to offer and we've been through so many things and we've overcame them through our thoughts and being able to persevere through things. We knew that was a skill. That was something that, other people are probably struggling with and they need help with. So that's when we just decided, okay, let's do this podcast. Let's start it. We literally sat in my business partner's um, living room with me, him, the guy who does our audio, who makes beats and then our videographer, like literally brainstorming, you know, saying names, like, what about this? What about this? Mm -hmm. Okay. What about this? And then we finally came up with mind flux. I even forgot. We were just feeding off each other. And then that's the name that came up. And from there, we decided to do it. And we were actually going to just record uh, with just like little mics that we had or on our phones while we were in the car or something. Mm-hmm. But um, here in Indianapolis, where I'm from, they just built a podcast studio downtown. And that's where we record it. We rent it out. And we're able to record there really anytime we want. And we wanted to record there. But the only thing is, like I said, we just came off of a rough end of the year in business. Really didn't have any money. Like we're trying to rebuild and everything. And, but we wanted to figure it out. So like with us, one thing is we never let money stop us from doing something or or to being able to do something to the best of our ability. So we knew it was $300 to record in that podcast studio. So we figured it out and it just so happened how we figured that out is it just so happened a girl I met in San Diego a couple months prior, she had made a story on her Instagram. Hey, I have a business paper. I need to be written. I'll pay somebody to do it. And so I was just like, okay, it's business. All right. Let me just see how much she's offering just to see. And she was offering like $500 to start it, uh, to do the paper. And so I hit up, uh, Tristan, my business partner. I was like, Hey, I got this paper. Um, let's, let's figure it out so we can pay for our our podcast studio time and wrote the paper in a week. She got an eight on her paper dollars. And, and then from there, everything just started going smoothly. And since then it's been growing. Wow, man, that's crazy. You guys were literally at the last straw and you did whatever it took to, to really get into that studio and record your, your beginning episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how discipline and consistency throughout those rough times, like you said, you guys started high and then went all the way down low. So talk about how the discipline that you guys had and the consistency to continue doing it, even though it wasn't bringing you as great results as it has in the past. Just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, man. So, I mean, with us, man, there's like really no other option. So like, you know, I dropped out of college um, and business is something that I've ever since getting introduced to entrepreneurship as a whole is something that I'm just like got so much conviction about and, and know for a fact it's going to be the thing to, to give me the freedom in life that I want. And, you know, my business partner, he graduated college, but he's not using his degree and he pretty much dropped everything to, to run a business with me. So like for us, like there's, there's really no other option. So there's no other, there's no other option but to be consistent, but to be disciplined. Because if we aren't, 
then we're not going to be able to pay bills. We're not going to be able to really do anything. Like mm-hmm. we'll just be stuck and just in the dirt somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I see all the content that you guys make on your, on your podcast page, as well as the digital services that probably takes a lot of work day in and day out. It looks like it takes tons of editing or even for the, the services you provide, man, so many services. So can you tell us what is a day in the life of someone that owns the mind flux podcast and has a digital service agency? What does it really take day to day? Man. All right. So this, this is honestly how my day, my day looks, man. Wake up 5 a.m., work out for about an hour, go home, shower, read, gratitude, uh, meditate, then uh, go sh- come straight to the office by 9.30. I'm here at the office all day until about 7, 7.30, depending on how much work we got to get done. Go home, eat, get some more work done, go to bed, do it all over again. Mm-hmm. We're just in we're just in build mode right now. Um, whatever it takes right now to get the work done, whether it's for our podcast or agency, we're here literally every single day, and, and that's what our days look like. Mm-hmm. And like when you're actually working those those long hours, what are some like typical work that you guys have to do day to day? Some examples. Yeah. yeah. So like for example, right before I got on here with you, um, my business partner he's building out the funnels. I'm uh, setting up all the back end Zapier integrations, and then I got to run some ads today. Um, so it's basically funnels, ads, uh, when it comes to podcast stuff, either posting or, um, whatever it may be. Like I said, we just, uh, got three people to, that was willing to work for us. And we're I, like early, I was on a call with one of them going over his goals. Um, so I mean, that's pretty, pretty much it. Managing mm-hmm. people, getting the work done, getting on calls, zoom calls all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And for the podcast, when you guys, obviously I see you guys post all this creative content do you guys have any virtual assistants that do that or is that all you and your business partner kind of working grinding that out you know so we have a our videographer he's the one and sometimes we have to do it but our videographer mostly he's the one that uh cuts everything up edits everything um he's we literally been working with him since college uh because in our agency we were doing the videos and everything ourselves um and we knew he we knew we knew him and we know he just got into videography work. So ever since then, he's been willing to help us and, and do some work for free for us and, and help us with this whole process. Because it is a lot of work. Like if we didn't have him or some other people on our team, honestly, the stuff that you see wouldn't be possible because we will literally not have the time to execute on all those things, which is why it's important for people to have others who can help them or have others who have other skills that they don't have and utilize them and figure out how you can create some type of a uh, uh, team or partnership with someone who can help execute and cause it's going to lift everybody up. Mm-hmm. And how have you been able to build that team? What kind of characteristics does someone need and just kind of walk us through the process of starting a team from the ground up? Yeah, definitely. So it's honestly kind of crazy because so for example, with the team members we just brought on, right. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we literally made a post like, Hey, like we're looking for assistance to help us with our work and whatnot. And we literally had like 20 to 30 people hit us up collectively and be like, yo, like I want to work for you. Like whatever I can do. Like we had people all the time asking us, is there anything that they can do to help us? And I think, cause like we really don't go searching for it. People come to us. And I think the main reason 
for that is they see that we're showing up every single day. So like when, when people see other people doing great things, they naturally want to be a part of that. They naturally want to be a part of that greatness. So what I would recommend for people is who want to have a team, just take the actions daily. Of course, you want to go out there and figure out and, and reach out to people all the time. People aren't going to come and reach out to you, mm-hmm. but when you're putting in the work daily and you're showing other people that you're serious and you're, and you're really working and they see that you're doing big things, they're going to naturally want to come gravitate towards you. And then once they do, you just got to figure out, figure it out. Cause like managing people is not the easiest thing. Um, or especially it's just not the easiest thing. We earlier in our career, uh, we did our best, but I wouldn't say failed, but it wasn't smooth at all. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how it is for us in terms of team members. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely. It's, it's never easy from the start, especially when you're kind of using other people's time to, to leverage your own time, to have more time for yourself and for your business. And in terms of the whole social media aspect of what you're doing, obviously social media is popping. Like we mentioned earlier, but digital advertising is truly the future for some people. And that's where they see the future of advertising for a very, very long time. So where do you see your business and your industry as a whole headed in the next few years, maybe five, 10, what, what are the trends that you're anticipating? Yeah, man. Hmm. In terms of trends, honestly, I, I really, as a way, I haven't even thought about trends. Uh, what will be like five years from now. Cause I'm like so focused on like, now and, and and trying to get everything together now um so honestly i don't have like an answer for you on that specific question i do know though you know it is important for people to put money behind their content put money behind whatever business they have because you, as you know probably the algorithms suck so <laughs> you got to pay to play like <laughs> you yeah. you have to pay to play mm-hmm. um uh, there's a lot of business owners out there who still don't advertise or a lot of people who have brands they don't advertise and they're just shooting themselves in the foot, especially if they don't already have a big following because nobody's seeing their posts. It's like for mm-hmm. Facebook, what, like one to 3% of people see yeah. your Facebook post less yeah. than seven minutes to your, and it's getting worse on Instagram now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like you have to pay to play. Everybody's going to have to advertise. So the trend I do see is people who don't advertise, you know, they're not going to have a business because they're going to get blown out the water, blown out the water, by people who are advertising and who are paying to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's something that obviously, like you said, the algorithm is constantly changing and organic growth is getting harder and harder because Instagram realizes that they can just feed off your money if, if, if you really want to gl- like blow up on Instagram. Um, so speaking of Instagram, I know you spoke earlier about your whole kind of morning routine, a day in the life, mm-hmm. and you kind of brushed over your content that you're consuming yourself. And I think that's really important because a lot of people listen to podcasts like this one, they read books, they have certain people that they follow on Instagram. So what content are you consuming for mindset, for business, for, for knowledge and just things like that? Yeah. So for me, um, I typically don't scroll through my Instagram feed much, but I mostly, when I am on Instagram, um, I just go through people's stories. I love watching, uh, other influencer stories, stories who are actually doing stuff. Um, I just love seeing people, the content I like to watch is seeing people actually doing, doing things, not just like the, you know, the bull crap or just chilling or, or partying all the time. Like I like watching people who are, who are growing, who are excelling, who are putting out positive messages. Um, when I go to YouTube, I'm usually watching, 
uh, different podcast interviews or uh, other successful people online, whatever it may be. Um, so like, that's, that's what I like. That's what I like when it comes to like the online stuff. I do look at some other stuff that's not related to business, but mm. most of the time I like watching progression. I like watching growth and, and taking the information that's going to help me. Mm -hmm. And is that on a daily basis or is that you kind of like whenever you have a free time here and there, you kind of like check things out or is it like a consistent desire to learn from other people on a daily basis? Uh, so I do uh, look at stuff on a daily basis, but it's not like I'm just like really searching for it every day. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but mm -hmm. it's like, I'm so like focused on getting what I have to get done. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in action mode right now, so I'm not really looking for, motivational stuff and all that i just like looking at it from time to time just if it's there um but i'm not searching for it because i'm not looking for you know i don't need motivation right now i'm just i just know i gotta exactly. take action <laughs> and it has to get done exactly no more fluff it's just time to get to work um but kind of like a final thought do you have any piece of advice you would give to someone that has gone through your struggles or is still going through your struggles and wants to achieve some of the big things that you've been able to achieve Man, the biggest thing is to just, for one, never just keep investing in yourself. And two, just show up every single day. Like, because as long as you show up, it does, because you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. But as long as you keep showing up and just going through those days, day to day to day to day, and, and paying your dues and putting in the work, like, you have no other choice but for good things to come mm -hmm. towards you. Like, that's the ultimate form of the law of attraction right there. Like showing up every day, because when you do that, you're putting out to the universe, you know, that you're putting the action in, you're doing the work and the blessings are just going to come and you want to see opportunities after opportunity after opportunity just come towards you. And it's a beautiful thing, but just show up no matter what it is, show up good days, bad days, whatever, just show up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> show up that's very powerful man not a lot of people are really talking about actually being present and not kind of doing things inconsistently it's the daily consistent actions that truly shape who you are and who you will be in the future and well josh that was an amazing episode you totally crush it and just a final thought where can people find out more about you kind of plug yourself your instagram facebook youtube anything like that that you have yeah definitely so uh people can follow me on instagram at i am dot jmat j-m-a-t-t also, if they want to check out the podcast, they can just go to Monflux at Monflux. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Well, thanks again, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.